This is the space where I will put a theme song, but I don't have no theme song and you're singing along. So this is a theme song for the bald-headed chronicles. And if you don't like it, we don't even care. All right, man, come on. Let's start the show. Have y'all ever met a yoga person? And I know you probably like a person that does yoga. I mean, yeah, but like a yoga person, like, you know, a a yoga teacher or a yoga leader, instructor, master trainer or whatever. And you're looking at this person and it's always a little something that's mysterious about them because you're like, what do you do? You do this, 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 and this. How? How are you doing all these things? And um, when I come across people like that, I just, I look at them and I go, yoga lady or yoga man, yoga person. Uh, it's They're kind of like superheroes in a sense, because they figure out a way to stay connected and rooted and grounded to themselves while pouring out and holding space for others. And when I came across our next guest, I I knew she was a yoga lady. Listen as we share space with our fellow superhero, Nora. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Bald Headed Chronicles. I'm your host, the Follicle Whisperer. If you are new here, welcome. If you are a returning listener or viewer, you know what's happening. You know what's happening. Anyway, we are continuing our series with guests. And today we have Nora Riggs. I met Nora on my yoga journey. She is actually one of my teachers. So I'm going to hand Nora the floor and give her the opportunity to introduce herself to the bald-headed community. Hello, so excited to uh, be here with you. And I think I was thinking about this. This might be my first podcast like interview situation. So very honored to be with you. Yes. Uh, Yeah, really excited. Um, And I like when Jen asked me to, you know, talk about, um, or, you know, to, to think about being on the podcast. And she said, you know, what are some topics you'd want to think about? And I responded and she was like, yep, <laughs> let's do it. So, um, yeah. And it's fun. We both, you know, work in, uh, environments that require us to be very, um, present with people in their pain. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how to help ourselves in the process. Um, but yeah, I'll start with me first. So I'm, uh, Nora, I'm a social worker, um, I like to say I'm a social worker by day and a yoga teacher by night, which makes it sound very mysterious and maybe kind of weird, but <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, so right now I work uh, in Toledo downtown at uh, Cherry Street Mission. I'm a manager and I uh, help oversee a team of staff who are navigating community resources for uh, the guests that stay with us. Um, and then anybody else in the community just needs some extra help um, getting on their feet. So that's kind of my day-to-day life um, and then love teaching uh, at Yoga 6 and um, some other circles as well. Um, and I think your question about who are you becoming, 
really struck me because I, you know, I'm so used to being like, oh, I'm a social worker. I teach yoga. I do this. Right. And it, and I remember the first time my counselor said like, great, so that's what you do, but who are you? And I was like, I don't pay you to do this to me. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't, you know? So I think who am I becoming is, you know, truthfully more and more, thank, thank God by the, by day, um, more becoming myself and figuring out that my voice matters. Um, and so I'm becoming somebody who believes in myself, believes in my own power. Um, and yeah, just becoming more bold, I think. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. So one of my questions is what led you down this helping path? Because social work is a work of heart. And um, I know coming from a counseling background, you can't always just turn it off when you come home. So what got you started? Yeah, yeah. So I think with um, social work specifically, I had kind of known for a long time that I was going to do something with people. Um, so my dad, his whole background was working with addiction and um, substance use and helping folks through recovery in kind of a clinical setting. Um, and then on the other end, my mom has a lot of experience as well in that, in that community. And so um, I grew up with such shining examples of how to help people thrive through hardship. Um, and so I just always had that as like a normal part of conversation. And then when I got to school, I started um, in college was learning about uh, human trafficking and some social justice movements. And just, you know, I think, I hope anyway, for all of us, there are moments in life when we just know that something is meant to be for us, right? Or we're, we're kind of called, if you will. Um, so I had one of those moments where I was like, yep, this is something I need to do. So I started to pursue social work and um, justice work uh, from there. Um, and then I'll probably wait. I'll, I can talk more about my own yoga journey and how that has played a part in my my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, what got you started? Uh, well, you're right. We can take a break and come back here in just a moment. And we'll ask Nora a couple more questions. Um, so grab yourself a snack on this break and we'll be right back. And we're back with Nora. Nora, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate having you here on the show. So we're just gonna just flow for a minute. I met you at Yoga Six and I came to one of your classes. And when I left, I felt really empowered. I felt very safe. And in my yoga journey, I started with yoga with Adrian. So I was already practicing at home, but I had never practiced in a studio space. And mm -hmm. for me to come to your class and feel safe, it mm -hmm. felt really important to me. So I am interested in knowing what sparked your yoga journey. Mm. Yeah, well, first, I'm so honored. And um, thank you for that feedback. Um, I think if if nothing else comes from a class, that is my hope, right? That people feel safe um, and feel like they got whatever it was they needed, you know, from that space. Um, and it's so connected to me, right? I, it's so funny to look through like the threads of my life and the things that have 
you know, I was sharing a little bit about my parents and my, my social work kind of life. Uh, and none of it's like completely separate. Right. So for me, um, yoga really started as a, um, a coping mechanism. Um, so back in 2017, I had just started, um, getting into a recovery clinic for an eating disorder. Um, and I was told by my therapist that, you know, in order to start gaining weight and get back to somewhere that was healthy for my body, I had to stop exercising. Um, and for anybody listening who's struggled with, you know, some of these really unhealthy, dangerous cycles of um, disordered thinking and eating and working so much, working out so much that our bodies are fatigued, right? Um, you know that that struggle maybe or that fear of like, wait, I can't work out. Like, what am I? What am I supposed to do, right? Um, and it was such a part of my identity in that time to be fit, right? I, I had so much pride about like, well, I don't eat cupcakes and I don't do this and that. And like, it was such an internalized message, right? Of like, to be to be fitting in, to be loved and valued and beautiful, I have to fit these things that I thought were, were right. Um, and so when she told me I couldn't work out, she said, however, you like for mental, right? She was really like for mental health, for like your well-being." you could try some very gentle yoga. <laughs> so I just laugh nowadays because I'm like, gosh, my poor, my poor brain was just all over it, the place. Um, but I took that to me like, cool, that, and then I can work out, right? Like I can do an exercise, right? Rather than like, how, you know, now that I know yoga, I'm like, oh, wow, poor, poor yoga. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I was like, great. She just opened the, the floodgates for me to say, she told me I could work out. Anyways, yeah, I was a hot mess, but um thankful for recovery. So started truly as like me thinking it was the only form of exercise that I was allowed to do. Um, and truly, again, for me, I just, I, I know that God has always been with me in the journey and has, you know, every step of the way I can look back and say, my gosh, even showing up on my mat with that kind of attitude, that space became so sacred. Um, and so yoga for me transformed quickly into something I needed, not because I needed to exercise, but because I actually needed to just be still. Um, and so I, it rarely, it rarely was a whole lot of movement and it was really like, um, meditative, right? It was just a space to sit and to, pardon me, start to see my body differently and start to see myself as strong. And not because I could lift heavy weights or run a lot of miles, you know, but because I could just really like honor the physical space that I was in. Um, so that's, anyway, that's a long-winded <laughs> version of uh, how it started for me. But because of all of that, that's why, um, you know, when I was sharing with you about like creating healing and healing our own trauma and our own stuff through mindful awareness and movement, like that's where it fits in for me is this lived experience of like healing from how I felt in my own body to um, now existing fully in my own body and loving it, right? Like having so much appreciation and confidence in who I am fully and not just myself outside of my body, if that makes sense. Um, and then, so that's kind of the personal side of it, I think for me. And then in terms of, you know, where trauma-informed care comes in for me is I, I actually train um, trauma-informed care at work and with people in our community from you know the perspective of how do we care for each other knowing that we've all been through stuff right like how do i 
be mindful of how I listen to you and respond to you. Um, and especially when you share something hard, right? Rather than reacting or trying to say, well, at least it's not X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma-informed care has taught me that I don't have to fix anything and that I can just be with you and connect with you and that that can heal more than anything I say. Um, and so when I was working with survivors of trafficking for a long time, I saw the disconnect and I heard about in their experience, the disconnect from their physical bodies, right? So this vessel that had been so harmed and so abused, um, you know, why would they want any part of it? If that makes sense, right? Why would I want to be present in my body when all it has brought me was pain, right? So I remember talking to them and, and, you know, even their physical health, right? They would be talking about like chronic health conditions and things they were struggling with in their body. Um, And it wasn't for quite a while that I realized how connected that was, right? That the pain in their heart, the pain in their spirit was manifesting in physical sickness. And there's a lot of research that shows this, right? With childhood experiences and how those are directly connected to chronic illness as adults and things like that. Um, So yeah, I think just working with women and seeing them disconnected from their body because of trauma just sparked this passion for me of like, how do we, how do we change that, right? How do we provide space for people to show up in an environment that's safe and that can provide them access or give them permission to actually connect with themselves again and to say, my body is no longer um, unsafe, right? My body is no longer somebody else's tool of harm, but it's, it's me, like it's fully mine. Um, so anyway, that's, yeah, that's kind of the personal and, uh, you know, I guess you could say professional, um, combination for me of why it has just made so much sense and, and been so powerful for me of like, man, yoga is not just like a thing I do to exercise, right? Again, it's such a transformative experience of, you know, me in this, this rectangular, you know, thing showing up in a room and just letting something happen, you know? So yeah, holistic, you know, full, full, um, fully reflective, right? Like mind, body, spirit, all the things. Um, because we're not just mental beings, right? We're not just physical beings. We're all, it's all connected. Yeah. So in creating your own holistic personal self-care practice, how did you discover healing through mindful movement? So you talked a little bit about um, why you started your yoga journey. Mm -hmm. um, And you kind of answered this question, but I don't know. Did you answer this question? (laughs) (laughs) I think, well, and it's funny, right? Because there's, um, I think there's always layers to things, right? Um, I think, right. You know, that's how I started and kind of the introduction I would say I had to, um, to yoga in in that way. Um, but I think my, even now, right. Like my holistic, um, self-care practice looks so different, right. Mm -hmm. Than you um, my definition of self-care is different. Um, I used to think, right. It was like a face mask on Sunday for self-care Sunday. And now I'm good. (laughs) Like, and as you know, right, gosh, in the work we're doing, 
every dang day I need something to be okay. Right? <laughs> like, last night it was a face mask and you know, tomorrow maybe it'll be therapy and the next day it'll be, you know, a walk in the park and it just varies on what I need in that given time. But I think um, healing through mindful movement for me was such a, I love this term um, undoing or unbecoming, mm-hmm. right? Because I spent so much time becoming fit or becoming what I thought was, you know, like this pristine <laughs> athletic goal. Um, and yet in the process, it was never enough, right? Like the way the eating disorder tricks your brain is says, you know, you're, you're never going to be there. You're never going to fully arrive. So you always have to keep working at it. Right. Just like any sort of addictive kind of behavior or, um, or challenge, right. That it's like, there's never enough. Right. So I think now, thankfully, um, really just, I mean, by the grace of God and by the kindness of my community, um, I was able to re relearn that mindful movement is connecting with like my intuition, right? I love the term intuitive eating because it's really like what is happening in my body um, and what do I need, right? Like not um, punishing myself because I'm, you know, I'm hungry and I need to eat something at 9 p.m., right? I used to have such a rigid mentality of all of that. Um, but being able to say like, maybe mindful movement to me looks like um, a really fun, like upbeat class at yoga six. Right. And I want to like have fun music and I want to have, you know, whatever else <laughs> comes with the, with that um, class or whatever. Um, and then maybe I just want to like sit and like, maybe, you know, gently stretch my neck, maybe like, you know, kind of stretch my legs, my arms, but there's not like an intention of exercise. Right. So I think, yeah, just creating that self-care practice has looked like taking away the rigidity and the structure and just honoring what I need that day right so I think that's been really freeing yeah yeah same with creating a practice people think oh you're a yoga teacher you're always in like Mm -hmm. no sometimes I want to cuss the person out and I have to come back (laughs) to remember that I am reacting Mm. and I don't need to, you know, like Mm -hmm. just come back to center. Like, how can I stay connected to me? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's like, that's a big thing. So do people come up to you or once they find out that you're a yoga teacher or you've, they've seen you react (laughs) Mm. and then they find out you're a yoga teacher and they're like, but you're a yoga teacher. Have you had those instances? Um, so, so funnily enough, I haven't had it as much with yoga as I have social work, I think, uh, right. Where like, I kind of, um, like this happened today, actually, where we had an an incident with one of our, our guests. And, um, I said to some, a couple of my coworkers today, I said, you don't even want to know what I was thinking. And I could like, and it was just, I didn't even think about saying it right. But you could just see on their faces, they were almost like, Oh God, what was she thinking? You know, (laughs) Is she about to hurt somebody? Um, <laughs> but I think, right, like it's also just so refreshing when we can just be human. You know what I mean? Because there's such a pressure for like, right, like if you teach yoga, you must always be so chill and like do handstands all the time. I'm like, I still can't do a handstand, but that's okay, right? Like to take that burden or pressure off of ourselves to like always, like you said, to always be on or always be, you know, doing great because. <laughs> 
truthfully, there are days where I'm like, I woke up, I did what I had to do. I went to bed and that's good. Like, that's it, you know? Um, yeah. So just letting go of some of that, like expectation, right? Like, nope, I don't, um, there's nothing about me that's like in alignment with perfection. And that's really good with me now, you know? I think the better question would have been instead of who are you becoming, who are you unbecoming? Mm, I mean, I would vote for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been the better question. Um, we can, I mean, would, would you want to answer that or would you want to think more about it? And then we can revisit it at a later time. Cause well, I think for me, it's, I can kind of sum it up. Um, I think kind of in what I've shared so far, just maybe summarize that as, you know, I'm unbecoming what I thought were um, the requirements for me to be loved. Mm. Um, what I mean by that is, right, if, if I believed, not if, since I believed that my um, ability to be fully accepted and wanted, because um, that was a big deal for me, right, if I was wanted by somebody, um, then it means I've arrived, right, so I'm unbecoming this feeling that I need to um, achieve a certain body type to have those things met, to have mm -hmm. my needs. Um, and I think I'm unbecoming, you know, so much of what, like of what white supremacy says is beauty, right? Like for everybody to fit in this narrow box, this is the way, right? And this is good. Um, so just being able to break, like shatter those, <laughs> narrow boxes you know um and to say no gosh the world is so much more beautiful than that um and that every body type is beautiful every body type is is wanted and welcomed um so anyways yeah just lots of those kind of thoughts <laughs> hmm. I thank you so much for sharing that okay last question <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you've already told us what you do when you're not fighting crime <laughs> during the day but when you're fighting crime at night and being a yoga lady right um right. but what do you do when you're just like nora mm. you're not nora the crime fighting self-care social worker <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that's funny. And it is really funny, you know, because, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I show up in those spaces, I still feel like I'm just Nora, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, like when I go to teach yoga, I'm like, hey guys, like, hi friends, what's up? You know, I just feel like it's me, which just as an aside is the most freeing thing I think I could have ever imagined for my life, right? That I would show up in these spaces and be my full self. So mm -hmm. amen for that. Um, but I think, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not, I would say, here's, here, I think here's how I would answer that. When I'm not pouring out to others, right? Like when mm -hmm. my goal is not to show up and give, um, I am just super goofy. Like I love to just be silly and like pretty weird. Um, you know, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm known for saying things like, you know what they say? And then people look at me and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have any. I don't know what they say. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like that's just the whole joke. Well, yeah. you know what they say. Yep. Yep. So. I don't know what they say ever, but I love that about myself. So, I mean, just, yeah, being like lightness, right? Joy. Um, I also, 
um, you can't see it in, this, in the picture, but I have a piano and a ukulele next to me. So I um, play music for funsies. Um, I love to spend time with like friends and family and just be with people. And then I really love to be alone. Like I love <laughs> to just chill out in my bed or on, I have this little chair from Ikea in my living room. And it's like a little reading corner almost right, right next to all my plants, which are my favorite things. So yeah, you can usually find me playing music or sitting and reading with my plants. Yeah, and that's just how I would imagine it. And um, <laughs> maybe turning up a little bit on <laughs> Thursday nights, like that just seems like a Nora thing to do. For sure. Um, <laughs> and last, last question. So you said this when I'm not pouring out and one of my guests last week, I asked her the same question. Mm. Um, so who do you allow to pour into you? Mm. Because we are in this helping profession and we're naturally giving out, giving out, giving out. Who do you allow yourself to receive from? Mm. Wow. Yeah, save that question because that's good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been asked that question. Um, deep breaths. Um, I think I'm, I, it's hard for me to answer in like the best way because I'm so thankful to be surrounded by just some stunning humans. Um, you know, I have friends that I know I can just be safe to be myself with right um and so they pour into me frequently by saying like how was your day and then when I don't really answer they're like you, mm, okay so what's happening you know like know me well enough to know when I'm on some bs or like not wanting to acknowledge my own stuff you know um and I have a boyfriend who is incredibly sweet and thoughtful and kind um and always willing to listen when I'm like here's what just happened at work, you know, <laughs> like sobbing on the phone. Um, and yeah, I mean, my parents are always answer, you know, always quick to answer the phone and provide insight and advice and, and kindness. So I, it's, it feels, um, you know, I think it's hard for me to still wrap my mind around sometimes that, that one could be loved like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, for, for me personally, there are times when humans are not going to be the answer that I need. And so I have to be still and ask God, like, what's up with this, right? Like what is happening within me? And, and then, you know, maybe I and all, by, by all of those streams, I've gotten <laughs> what I need usually. So a little bit of everybody. Oh, oh my gosh. Nora. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. We're mm. so happy to have you here. How would you like the people to get in touch with you? Mm. Yeah, well, thank you for just the privilege to be in this space with you. I really love talking to you anytime and every time. So um, I am, it's so funny also because I'm like, I'm not, I don't do much with social media these days, um, but I do a fair bit with Instagram. Uh, I'm on there like a lot. So um, they could follow and be friend friends with me there, uh, which is my, I'm like, well, how do I even speak social media? My name on Instagram, my tag, like, yeah, you know, 
girl, I was, I literally am like, how old am I? Um, the thing you how the way you can find me, how's that? It is called self-care social worker. Gosh, that's embarrassing. I feel like I suddenly just very quickly. Yeah, self-care social worker. That is me. I promise I act like I'm 29 in real life too. So it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please connect with Nora on Instagram at self-care social worker and stay tuned for more. We might have Nora back on, never know. Also, come see Nora at Yoga 6 on Mondays and Fridays. She teaches um, Sculptor Flow on Mondays and Slope Flow. And on Friday, she teaches hot. So come check us out. I'm going to be in one of those classes. My name is on there. Don't tell me I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be there. So come check us out. And um, until next time, remember, we are all bald headed under our hair. So keep minding your bald headed business. Namaste. I want to thank Nora again for coming onto the show, being open and sharing her journey into the life of a crime fighting self-care social worker. I really love how she told the story of how she got started on her yoga journey and where she is now. And while she thought in the beginning yoga was an excuse for her to work out, she found that restorative or yin yoga was a way for her to find her own strength. With yin and restorative, they move a little slower and the the strength is in the the ability to sit still or hold the pose a little longer and be one with your thoughts. Because when your thoughts come up and they do come up, how do you stay connected to yourself and allow the thought to pass? Just a question that I want to leave you with. And until next time, remember, we are all bald-headed under our hair. So keep minding your bald-headed business. Namaste.